Hello everyone and welcome to Always Choose Orange. This week I talked to my cousin Paige Tomavong who owns Hey Hallie, uh, which is a Portland-based design company that offers pretty much anything you can imagine and you'll see what I mean as we get into the episode. But Paige describes herself mostly as a hand letterer and graphic designer, but she also does murals, portraits, branding, home decor, and she even builds her own design pieces for weddings. Um, one of the things that I love most about Paige is her unshakable confidence and willingness to try anything that sounds like fun. Um, throughout the eight years that she's had her company, she's consistently learned new skills um, and just done things that I would imagine were out of her comfort zone. And she has an incredible body of work uh, to show for it. So in the episode, we talk about how her business started, uh, how it's grown to the point where she's had to learn to start saying no. Uh, we talk about the importance of family and how to put 100% into your work while still being there for your kids. Um, and just to add a little bit of context for the later part of our conversation, Paige has two older brothers who were both huge influences on me over the years. And one of those brothers, um, Kyle, who, who she mentions by, by name in the interview, is um, also an incredible artist. He does uh, graphics and animation for a sports media company. So just wanted to bring that up in case it was hard to follow what we were talking about at that part. But anyways, here it is, my conversation with Paige Tamabong. So the first place that I wanted to start was I've actually never heard the whole story of how you started Hey Hallie. Like what prompted it, what your background was before that, and how you got into it. Okay. So this um, might be long story long, but it's a, uh... so I launched Hey Hallie in 2015. Um, but before that, I was a senior graphic designer for a toy company. It was located in Portland, Oregon. I got to move to Hong Kong for a bit, um, do a lot of their graphics over there. And then I did my friend's weddings randomly. Um, it was mainly friends that just said, hey, I like your handwriting. And these are kind of like in style, like this like chalkboard lettering thing is really in style for weddings. And they asked if I wanted to be a part of it and if I just wanted to do all their signage for weddings. And so I said, yeah, that sounds like fun. And I did like some of their graphic design stuff. So I did like menus and everything like that. Um, I didn't really think much of it at the time. It was just a fun little break from what I was doing, but I loved my job. I, I did toy packaging. It was fun. Um, and then after my oldest daughter, Hallie was born, she was about six months old and I was done. I, it was a combination of having to go back to work too soon and all that stuff, like be back in an office. And I just wanted to be home and get spend time with her. And I was telling one of my friends who worked in the wedding industry, she was a florist and I was telling her that, you know, I'm up for a change and I think I'm just going to take the summer off. This was in June. I was going to take the summer off and then figure it out in the fall. Um, and then from there, she said, why don't you just do signage for weddings? I have a bunch of weddings that I've booked that they need signage for. And I said, yeah, sure. Like send them my information. She's like, no, I need you to have like a really good website. Like you need to look legit. You need to have a website. You need to get all this stuff done. So I, of course I asked my mom who was in accounting. So <laughs> I was like, what do I need? And she kind of gave me this list of things to do. So I got a business license. I got all the stuff that I needed, like launched a website all within like a week of quitting my job. <laughs> I thought I was going to have this nice chill summer. <laughs> and um, yeah, I kind of dove in head first. It was a little, a little scary, I guess, like 
planning to take that summer off with a, a six month old. Um, and luckily I have a very supportive husband, very supportive family. And yeah, that, that first summer, I, I wasn't really sure where things would go. I had liked lettering and that was more of a soothing thing for me. Um, but I didn't expect it to be as fulfilling as it was, uh, that first summer I decided at the end, I was like, I don't really want to go back to an office. Like, this is actually kind of nice. I think I could try to make this work. And then that next winter was a little bit hard, (laughs) but I figured things out and kind of got the ball rolling. And now it's been eight and a half years. Wow. Time flies. Um, what, so you said that you already liked hand lettering. How did you, how did you get into that? And how did, how did everybody know about your handwriting and all that stuff? Did they just see you writing, like writing normal things and yeah, I guess that's a good, that's a very good question. Um, I guess I went to art school. Um, so I went to the Art Institute of Portland. Um, and for graphic design, you have to take typography classes. So you have to learn every aspect of a letter. I loved those classes. We got to build our own fonts and really like look at every single typeface. And our whole challenge throughout those classes was what can you take away or add to a letter, but make it still legible. And I loved that. That was super fun. Um, I got to take a few calligraphy classes at school and those were just extra fun things to do. It wasn't like I was going to dive down that path, but I mean, that's kind of where it started. And from there, I would just like for little holidays and stuff, I would always like write my friends' names down for their place cards. Um, And I guess that's how they knew. I guess they put a lot of trust in me, (laughs) but, but yeah, so that's kind of how it started. And I, I, it was really at the art Institute where it kind of honed my skills on hand lettering and it just kind of came natural. And I really, really enjoyed it. It, again, it is very like soothing process to just take your time with each letter and make it really perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. Did you have specific teachers or classes that stood out to you as like the most helpful or that you still think about now as guiding you on that process? Or was it more like taking it all in, absorbing it and you, it kind of just worked its way in? Yeah, um, there is one teacher who was I, amazing. It was her name was Belle Bezcheck, and she was incredible. She was a graphic design professor, so she taught multiple different classes like portfolio and typography. Um, and so, what was cool about the Art Institute um, at that time? It was still a smaller school, but it took up a lot of um, one building in Portland, so there was still a lot of like a lot of kids there. But the the amount of professors was a handful, especially for graphic design. So if you were going for that certain major, you had the same professors kind of over and over and over again, because they would teach multiple classes. Um, So it was really cool because it was almost like a little like tight knit group where they helped so much prepare you for after school. Um, They, a lot of them own businesses in Portland where you can go and work for them and do an internship um, or they knew of people to do internships. It's just like the graphic design community as a whole was pretty tight knit. And so, but Belle, incredible, like very, she was a tough critic, <laughs> but it was always helpful. It wasn't ever demeaning. Like it wasn't ever like, mm, this is not great. Like it was always like, I don't think this is your best work. I think you can do more. And it was the way that she phrased things and everything just made you feel very comfortable and made you feel very like, okay, I'm in the right thing. This is good. So I, I adore her. I still adore her. She's amazing. 
That's awesome. Did, okay. So in those classes, was it, so in like, I got my degree in creative writing. And so like in these creative writing classes, we'd write like our poems or we'd write our short stories or whatever. And then we'd give them to the class and then they'd come back with like their huge critique of it. Like you try starting here, all this stuff was, I would imagine design is similar to that. Did you have experience like having the whole class critiquing your stuff and how did that go? So that was a thing at, and I'm, I mean, obviously I only have the art Institute to compare that to, but that was one thing where you really couldn't slack off. Um, when you had a project due, this is like, it, now I'm like, oh my gosh, it stresses me out so much when I think back on it. But when we had a project due, we would turn it in and what, how we turned it in was we hung it on the wall. So you, everybody put it on the wall and then the entire class steps back and we all look at it and we go one by one. What are your critiques in front of the entire class? And sometimes you could get torn apart, especially against your peers. Like who, everybody's trying to fight for that. <laughs> um, nitpicky. But again, that, in, like, that prepared me incredibly much, but for after school and getting into the business and everything, and especially like owning my own business now of my face is on all of it. So getting to have that critiques and like people being a little harsh I, I have a little bit tougher skin because we had to do that every single project for every class. And it was bad, <laughs> but in some ways, <laughs> but terrifying. Did you have any specific um, either praises or critiques that you remember as teaching you a lot or did it kind of just absorb in and not so much? Gosh, there was like little things that I'll remember, but it, it pertained to the project. It was like, mm, well, the way you use like this color here, it makes no sense. Like, why did you use that? And then I'd have to answer. And a lot of it is like, well, I thought it looked good. Um, but then I have to give like this, like, you know, long answer of like, how I chose the color, which in the moment was probably like, I just picked it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because a lot of them, it's all intuition. I yeah. Think. Yeah. And then if I like, say, I'm like, I'm like, well, if I really think about it, like, I guess I picked it because of this, but there were a lot of things like that where, or a letter, something they'd be like, it's not legible at all. You can't read it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> tried, but there are those things like that. So I can't think of anything like specifically, but it was a little, a little bit in, in each project, probably you got, you got cut down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're right though. That totally does prepare you. Cause especially when you have your own business, like reviews and stuff, I would, I would you know, imagine you don't get <laughs> those type of reviews, but you can and you'd be- Not all the time. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would still be in this business if I was getting those all the time. Um, but yeah, you still get a handful here and there that it's hard and it makes it like, it makes you second guess things a little bit, but then like the next week, it's like a great week and like everybody is so appreciative and so like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so- goes in waves <laughs> what do you do on those down periods to keep you going and not giving up because I would imagine there are that's just how life works there's the waves there's the high ups there's the low downs yeah and there's I mean yeah there are some weeks that definitely give you that like imposter syndrome like I am I I shouldn't be doing this like I something's not right like if they're not liking this but then I also have to step back and a lot of the step when I get those type of critiques, it's with branding. Um, whenever I do any of like 
my full on graphic design branding guides that I give to people. So I, I'm creating their logo. I'm creating all the colors they're going to use, like their palette for everything. And that's when I think I get the most critique. And that's actually fine because I can separate myself a lot from that because this is their vision. I'm just kind of bringing it to life. Like, and what they're envisioning in their head. And if it's not matching up, that's not my fault or their fault. It's just, we need to find a common ground. Um, so I can step back from those ones a lot, but it is also those ones that it can be like a little bit hard when, especially if they're like taking weeks or months and you're just like, gosh, but really not seeing eye to eye and I can't figure it out. Um, but then if it's usually always through email, um, when you're getting these like harsher critiques, but then when you sit on a phone call, we're like, wait, we are aligned. We get this. And so it's, it's better. It's better face-to-face. And at that point is usually when I'm like, I'm going to just bring my laptop and we're just going to work it out. And like in time at the same, like you'll sit right here. I'm going to sit right here and you're going to tell me, and we're going to talk about it. So it's always those ones that like, yeah, it gives you, it gives you some perspective. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but no, those are hard. And I think that, but it's just helpful to step back and just realize that this is their vision too. So. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And they have all the emotions attached to it. I would imagine because it's their child almost. Their baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What, how do you, okay. Color palettes is something that fascinates me a lot and that I mess with that type of stuff. I don't have any formal design training and all that stuff. How do you, do you do that via intuition or have you learned certain like techniques about how to put those together? Yeah, actually. Okay. So a good example is I just finished a full brand for um, a client that is, she's just jumping into her own business um, and building it up. Um, it's like a health coaching type of thing. And we sat down and talked about different ideas that are coming to her. She basically, what was really nice is that she told me everything about her business. She was like, here's where I'm at. This is what I want to do for people. This is the change I want to bring to people and everything like that, which helped me because when I'm creating it, obviously I'm putting my own, my own reflection of what she has said, you know, my own own interpretation of it and trying to bring that to life. So when we sat down and we went through her colors, I was like, you know what I thought of first with like, okay, health coaching, when you're bringing somebody a new pattern to follow a new routine to follow. And I was like, I think of like first thing in the morning, like that's when it changes. So I was like, so I'm thinking of sunrise colors, but also very neutral and very approachable and very calming. Um, so it's things like that where I'm like, okay, I like that idea. Like let's look up what a sunrise looks like. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, pulling those colors and then putting them all together and thinking like, okay, does this bring me comfort? Does this bring me like relaxation? Um, the idea of having like a really light color, a really dark color, just for those contrasts. And then there's a bunch of neutral colors in the middle. Um, that's what I typically lean towards whenever building out a palette is something that's going to be a higher contrast. And then all of the colors in the middle that can kind of be more, for lack of a better word, pops of color. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I didn't, building color palettes is not easy, but and it takes time, but it does help when you have a really good solid foundation of what that's going to be about. And then your mind can start rolling and you can start pulling images and pulling colors from those images to make it work for your palette. That makes sense. Is there a certain number of colors that you typically stick to or is it is it very project dependent? 
I try to stick to five to six um, for a brand. I think that's plenty. Um, there obviously can be like other colors used if they want, but I think that having a solid like five to six of like of your main colors is important. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so you do such a wider range of things that fit into like fit, fit into the, the big umbrella of like the design work and stuff. Um, what, what are all of the different things like that, that you've, in your repertoire like I know like there's hand lettering like all that stuff but yeah yeah um there's a lot and, and mainly it's because I say yes to a lot of things um my favorite thing is uh <laughs> my motto to live by is just say yes and figure it out later um and mainly because a lot of these things I'm like I think I could do that and I think I would enjoy it so I'm gonna try um but yeah so it's hand lettering graphic design those are my two mean ones um that's the ones that I typically say like it, when somebody asks me what my job is I say I'm a graphic designer and hand letter um but I also I do murals um I do portraits I I build a lot and that's thanks to my papa <laughs> your papa um you taught me how to build everything um and so I can also build a lot of my own rentals so if somebody wants something extravagant I'm like yeah I can probably figure out how to build that or like want a turning wall like look at it <laughs> but um yeah so a lot of that and I think that's really cool because a lot of the times I have no idea what I'm doing when I'm building these things but I'm like okay I'm gonna figure out on my own and I'm gonna talk to a lot of people at Home Depot and <laughs> figure out what I need um but yeah so I think um gosh what else <laughs> there's like quite a few things um, I do calligraphy, which is a little bit different than hand lettering. Calligraphy is like more traditional calligraphy with the calligraphy pen um, because it'll be for envelopes or any weddings or events that have a little bit more of like a romantic traditional feel. Um, what else? I think that's it. The, the one thing that I really got into the last year was murals. Okay. And I love murals. So much fun. Um, and I just like that it's, it's like, it's so planned and then it's executed within a short period of time. And then it's just so much satisfaction when you like get that, like, when you just work really hard over like a span of like a few days to a week and then it's done. Obviously I've not done like any super large murals that I can take longer than a week, but, <laughs> but those are always fun. So yeah, that's mainly I, I just do a lot of different things. Are your murals in chalk predominantly? Because I've seen your big chalk installations or are they, are you painting or what kind yeah, of? Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, so I guess I do chalk lettering too. Um, and that's more of a fun, I, I feel like that is on the side now um, where I update a lot of like bars, restaurants, anything like that. That's like my little break from my job because they trust me fully and they give me like full creative control. Um, So I do have, there's like a, there's an apartment building downtown that has a really large chalkboard and that's really fun. I update that four times a year. And so that's a big mural, but actually the majority of the murals that I was referencing are painted. Oh, cool. Okay. So they're in like ice cream shops. Um, actually mainly ice cream shops and handles, um, their franchise owner for, uh, the Northwest is awesome and just lets, lets me go. <laughs> it's really cool. I love that. Okay. Are you, and then are you using like acrylic paint or spray paint or? Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so I have not dabbled in spray paint. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I am using, I'm mainly using acrylic paint. Um, it's actually in the, in the samples from Home Depot. Yes. Cause you can get a lot, cause obviously you need so many colors and that's usually the easiest to go to. And I'm getting like 15 samples at a time. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Here's all the colors I need. <laughs> so, but they're very nice. So it's fine. You walk out with a bunch of cans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. When people come to you for murals, and again, I know it's different based on project to project, but if you had to sum it up, it, on average, are people coming to you with an idea on what they want to see? Or are they giving you complete creative freedom saying, have something to do with ice cream on our wall? Yeah. Um, I guess, I, yeah, that actually depends. So um, I have one coming up that they already have the design that they want. They just need something, to, somebody to execute it. Um, so they're like, we actually designed this like within our company and we just need to find a painter to do it. And so that's one of them that I'm coming up, like that's coming up. Um, all of the ice cream shots. So the ones that I've done with handles, he's like one of my favorites is Eugene and he was like I think like I want something to do with like this like the area the city of Eugene like just make it look really like it's um very like almost like Pacific Northwesty, but towards Eugene more and he I just gave him some reviews I'm like here's what I'm thinking he's like I love it I'm like okay so it was really nice. Like it, it feels really good when you have that type of creative control to be able to fully express it because I feel like when I don't have that, it never turns out how I want it. And I never feel, I think as, I, I never feel like I've done as good of work as I have when I have full creative control. Yeah. yeah. That totally makes sense. Are you designing them on like Photoshop or Illustrator before you touch the wall or are you sketching yes. them by hand or okay? Yeah. I actually just sketch on Procreate on the okay. iPad. Um, it's, it's the easiest for like the quick changes, especially with a mural where I can like have full control of the sketch. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually, it's procreate. Okay. And then are you projecting it onto the wall or do you have a good enough eye and sense of space to just go for it? Okay. That is like, yes. So that's like an ongoing thing in my family that I, I, that's like my one big flex is that <laughs> I have a good eye for leveling for any like that if I just step back and I'm like it's even it is even. um <laughs> yes. I that is what yeah again like that's like a one thing that I'm like I know I'm actually good at that <laughs> so I I never projected I've never used a projector before um and I just I just go have you so ever... <laughs> like, I love that like I love the... more comfort or like <laughs> or if it makes people more nervous but but I feel much better when I can do that when I I'm just like I, I got this like I can just swing it from here are the people saying things to you like your peers who know the business and are also doing that type of thing or have any random people ever said anything to you um for wait so repeat sorry. About, about you were talking about how people sort of or you're saying there's like an ongoing debate about you projecting oh, or is it just that, other people who who do that type of work Yes, yeah, sometimes like it's funny because like there's sometimes where I I will post a video and they're like wait 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 how did you did you not measure that out I'm like oh no I just like kind of stand up and I'm stand back and eyeball it um but the main the main like where we talk about it a lot is within my family gotcha yep. especially with my cousin, where he's like that no you need to measure that and I'm like yeah. ah, not measuring that's so, amazing 
is a gift. It is a gift. It, yes, it's funny. But that's like our big joke is that I never measure things out. And I just like hang pictures on the wall. where I, I like want them. that superpower. I want <laughs> that superpower. <laughs> I don't know if it's a superpower or if it's just my lack of patience that I'm like, mm, that's going to take too long if I measure it. I could just do it. You have the results. So it totally. That's fine. It totally works. Well, okay. Um, so started coming out of college and then getting into design what was the first step you took to do that did you have an internship in college or what what was that like was it hard to find a job after that and what did you end up doing gosh um right out of college actually what was really cool um was with the art institute you start working with their um career advisors from the moment you start the first portfolio class. So there's three portfolio classes that you have to make. Um, and they're each one of them are a little bit harsher on your portfolio. So it all, it's all about building this portfolio for um, the portfolio show at, when you graduate. Yes. And the cool thing about them is that they would host this portfolio show for all graduating designers. And they would host it four times a year for whichever season you graduated in. And they would send out these invites to every business in Portland. And so they could come and if they needed a graphic designer, they needed to hire somebody. Like there was one whole wing dedicated to graphic designers, one whole wing dedicated to web designers and things like that. So it was, it was nice. I, I did have an internship before and it was at a software company and it was building mainly informational graphics um, and things for uh, PowerPoint presentations. Um, but that was an awesome, like the people that worked there were so nice and so flexible. It was just really cool to be in an office space for the first time, like being their graphic designer. Um, and then as I graduated, uh, Zing Toys, who ended up hiring me, came to the portfolio show, talked to me a little bit. And then I got a phone call on Monday and they were like, we'd like you to come in <laughs> and, and I had to do a test project. Um, and then the art director and senior graphic designer decided to hire me. So, and they, I mean, it ended up being, I, I loved that job and the people I worked with were amazing. And it was so much fun. Like I met some really great people there. They, it was so much fun. And I learned a lot from the other designers who were so talented, Like, and they were like illustrators and everything like that. So it, they helped me hone skills in other areas of graphic design that I didn't think I was interested in at first, um, especially illustration. I was like, well, oh, I can do it, but like, I don't really like it. And then I started watching like our art director illustrate or like the senior graphic. And I was like, Gosh, you guys are so good. <laughs> so I was like, I want to do that. I want to be that. Um, and they took the time to teach me a lot of things, like little shortcuts that I didn't get taught in school um, and things that they use frequently with their packaging and everything like that. So it was really helpful. I learned so much that first year, especially um, versus all four of my years in school yeah what part of design were you interested in so you mentioned that illustration was something that came later what, what yeah. part was your favorite yeah so I actually thought for the longest time that I was going to work for a big design firm I wanted something that my work changed every every week you know yeah. what I mean or something like I would go on projects, but then I would go on a different project for a different client, like a brand new client. And I never pictured myself in just working for a company as their graphic designer. Um, I thought that I wanted a little bit more of like a broader spectrum of work. 
Um, and so I guess, I guess that probably was another driving force for me to start my own business because yeah. now I only have like a very productive work, but, um, that's what I thought I was going to be. I knew that I didn't want to work in web design. That's still something very strong for me. Um, but I don't like it. It's just not for me. Um, and then I, I really liked branding. I thought branding was super fun, like building this, um, basically helping a company build and make their, like create their entire face. I thought that was really cool and really special to be a part of. So I always really liked that. But then I kind of got a glimpse of that with, with Zing because I got to create, I got to help them create different brands. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. Like the little sub sub brands underneath. Yeah. 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 So that ended up being really cool. That's sweet. Um, did, so as you created, you know, Hey Hallie and went into that, what, Okay. So like that first year, um, did you constantly feel, did you feel like, what, what did that, what did it feel like? Did it feel just like you were just running through the dark, just trying to figure it out? Or did you feel pretty prepared for the stuff you were doing or what? Yeah. What? I can't imagine. No, I was terrified that entire first year. Um, that was, I look back and I'm like, Oof. like I was scared. Um, and mainly because I, felt like I put all my eggs in one basket. And in after that first summer, I was like, I really enjoy this. I want to do this. And then that winter hit and that was hard. And it's like, well, nobody, not, not nobody, but not a lot of people get married in the winter. And that was really what I was pushing myself towards and like marketing myself as was a wedding vendor. So when people weren't getting married in that winter, like, or not as like every weekend in the winter, I had to kind of shift what I was doing. And that's when my mom actually came in a lot and she helped me do pop-up shops and I started making home decor and I could build my own frames and I could do that. So she would help me and we would sit at these like pop-up shops all day and it was exhausting. We'd have to like go in, set up, price everything. Like it was like having a garage sale. Yeah every weekend, but then like, you're making all the stuff for the garage sale. So it was, like, <laughs> it was just so many added things. Um, I ended up doing, Oh, I, yeah, I guess I didn't put this in my list of things, but like, I ended up doing face painting at a couple places because it was fun. Yeah. And I was like, I can figure that out. <laughs> and so I started doing face painting at like these holiday events and that was super fun. Um, I started doing ornaments, which like, and like pet portrait ornaments, like that's still a really big, th I still have to announce that I am doing that this year. Um, but there's like so many different things that I like just grabbed onto. I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And so that first year was very scary because I didn't know what I was doing. And I had started marketing myself as something and then had to kind of shift it. Um, and then I was putting all of my effort into Instagram to build my business, which helped drastically. Um, and then from there, I started going like word of mouth, word of mouth, mouth. But um, that was a stressful time. I felt like I was just running nonstop and didn't really know what I was doing. And then there's like the times where people would ask me and like to do something. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I could do that. Uh, like, a, like a watercolor portrait. And I was like, yeah, I can figure that out. I've never really worked with watercolor, but I'll do it. And then of course you're going through the imposter syndrome of like, why did I say yes to this? Like, oh my gosh, it's not good enough. I, there are a lot of times where I had to completely start over a project I was doing when it was like at the end. And I'm like, it's awful. 
I don't like it. And if I'm not proud of it, I'm not giving it to anybody. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> what, what a fun time. How, how long would you say that lasted for before you really felt? And again, I know there's always moments of that, right? I'm sure there's still moments now where, where you're feeling that way. And that's like, as you should feel, because that means yeah. you're stuff that makes you grow. But when did it start feeling like, okay, no, I actually, I actually have this kind of under, under control. Yeah. Um, I think it was like that probably three summers in, Okay. um, where I was steadily booked and then I had my schedule almost for the year. Like, okay, at this time, I'm going to announce ornaments at this time. I'm going to do some pop-up shops at this time. So I had it more scheduled after that third. I want to say like after that third year. Okay. Um, and then now I'm like scaling back right. because now it was too much. And I was like, I cannot keep up. Um, there were a lot of all-nighters. Yeah. A lot. There's been a lot of all-nighters in, in my last eight years. <laughs> um, and not because not because of procrastination. Right. But because I just took on way too much. There were not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Now I'm I'm figuring that out still. Yeah. So. Well, I think I like that you're speaking on that because I think a lot of the conversation that people have is like, how do you build it up? How do you build it up? How do you build it up? But the other side of that is exactly what you're saying. Like you also, you need to find the sweet spot and not just have this crazy out of control. Yeah, exactly. Like that. I mean, and really for the longest time, I, I all three of my kids were home with me because they could be while I was working. And then all of a sudden I was like, I can't do this. I need help. Um, so that was actually a, a, every, every new year's resolution for me is say no. Yes. <laughs> um and learn when to say no but I have, I have a really hard time because then there's some projects that sound so much like so much fun and I'm like I want to be involved I want to be involved and then I get in over my head yeah. I mean I'm still learning <laughs> yeah yeah and it's been eight years right you said since you started yeah yeah I started June 2015 okay yeah okay so then with with all of those different skills um, in different projects that people are coming to you for when you don't know how to do something, what is your favorite way of learning things? Are you, are you going on, like, are you watching YouTube videos? Are you looking at people on Instagram? Are you talking to peers? Like what, how do you, how do you teach yourself? I guess. Yeah, I guess, um, actually a lot of it, I will typically start with a YouTube. Okay. Um, okay. So like one example, it was last year. Um, a couple wanted, they were getting married in October. They wanted a, a little bit like a, of like a darker moody thing, but they saw these pieces of, um, I can't think of the word, um, like deteriorated, not deteriorated, but like, um, kind of like worn out glass, okay. um, kind of fogged. And it's like, go with sea glass. Like, oh, yay. Like, yeah. Kind of? yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah. Like a creepy looking glass. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's going to be. I don't know how to work with glass. <laughs> Again, I was like, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder if I could do it with acrylic because that is what I'm comfortable with. And so sure enough, like I YouTubed and I'm like, can you do this with acrylic? Like, <laughs> like making like a creepy mirror with acrylic. And I found it out and I tried it. And like the first time I tried it, it worked so perfectly wow. that I was so excited. Like I still have the piece of acrylic because it's so cool looking. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this for everything. Like, <laughs> But I was so excited because it worked. Um, and actually, I feel very lucky 
in that aspect of when I try things, it usually works. Yeah. So I feel very, yeah, actually very lucky with that. But um, there's also another hand letter graphic designer in Portland, um, Brittany, she owns Letters and Dust, who her and I have gotten super close over the years throughout doing all of our different weddings together. And I mean, we never work on the same wedding together, but we work with the same coordinators. We know the same people. And she has been an awesome person to reach out to. If I know that she's done something before I'm like, Hey, like, how did you do this? Or how did you price this? Or how did you do something like that? And so she, her and I definitely have like a bond of like, we get each other (laughs) and it's like no competition at all. It's just like, we are both so overly booked that it doesn't matter like we have there's no competition between us it's just like it's just helpfulness because we've both been there um so youtube and friends gotcha okay (laughs) yeah that makes complete sense well and i love what you were just saying about working with other people in the same industry if you will because you're totally right it's like there's more than enough business for 20 of you all I'm sure so that's that's cool because because some people don't have that attitude and I think I don't think you can be as successful as you know probably the two of you are without that attitude of like being willing to learn from other people and yeah 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 it is really nice it's and it's helped both of us I think like grow our businesses exponentially by having each other's backs and then saying like, Hey, if you need a printer to work with, I have a printer for this. And they're like, okay, great. Or like, Hey, this printer does this now, or, you know what I mean? Like something like that to where it's just helping each other out because we know that both of us are so overworked in some ways, (laughs) especially during the summer and it's exhausting. And so she's actually helped me on weddings before when I get like a last minute wedding and I'm like, Hey, I did these people's invites, but I actually, I'm going out of town and I wasn't supposed to do their wedding, but now they need it. And she's like, okay, what do you need for it? And I was like, okay. Or like, she'll come over and be like, can I rent out your boxes? I'm like, Hey, yeah. And I was like, just borrow them. Just like bring them back later. I don't need them. And then she's like, cool. And like, I'll be like borrowing her boxes a lot. So it's like funny, like with rentals and everything, like we just help each other out. That's, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. What is the craziest week is like single weekend you had in terms of projects because I know you've had some crazy amounts of weddings in one weekend do you do you, does anything stick into your head of wow that was way out of control honestly every summer it's from July really because like wedding season starts in April but July through like Labor Day is brutal yeah brutal there is not a lot of sleep happening there's a lot of last minute changes or last minute ads that, I mean, you just say yes, because it's, it's people getting married. They're getting married once. Like they want something. And it's always a coordinator that like we respect fully that will reach out. And that's when like, actually Brittany and I will be like, Hey, do you, can you take this on? Because I cannot. And they'll be like, well, we can take part of it on. I'm like, okay, I'll take the other part. Um, but it's, I feel like in the wedding industry, it's like all about, helping each other or at least the vendors that I work with and maybe it took a while to figure out like who I work well with but I feel like especially like these last couple summers is finding the people that work with and like support you in those weeks so and who are just like honestly if I'm staying up all night <laughs> to help on a wedding it's it's not like I want to be paid extra. It's not like anything like that, that I like need that. It's just that I just want like a, a nice, like, Hey, thanks so much. Yes. Like that was really cool. Like you're really appreciated. And I'm like, thanks. That's all I need. Yes. I just want like somebody to know that like I did work a lot and there, 
there were weeks where I actually, I don't even know if I slept very much. I mean, and of course it's always the weeks that like the kids get sick too. So it's like, (laughs) so it's like, I'm staying up to work. My husband's putting all the kids to bed. I'm staying up super late till like one o'clock. Then like one of the kids wakes up and I'm like, it's fine. I've got it. I'm already awake. Um, Yeah. So those weeks are hard, but like, oh, really hard. I'm really happy to be in November right now. Yes. Yes. Taking, taking a little breather sort of what what has been the balance of doing it with three kids and and all of that? Like, is it just a lot of figuring it out or what? I guess like, I'm sure there's cool parts of it, right. Where you see how they react to your stuff, but I'm sure there's also like, Hey, don't touch mommy's uh, stuff. Like what do you have any like stories or any like things about that? Yeah, actually, okay, what's really funny is that my kids, each of my kids have known, like, from the get-go, you, you don't step on mommy's signs. You walk around. I um, I guess I don't know if a lot of other people do that. I work on the ground. Okay. I don't have a drafting board or anything like that. Um, I can't do it. I have to stand up and see something and, like, stand back. So I work on the ground, and I'm always, like, hunched over on the ground. It's, like, climbing on my back. But they won't, they won't um, ever step on the signs, and it's actually – it's super funny to see when they have hit that in like their time of life. Like Hallie, our oldest was like a rule follower. Yes. She never touched my signs. She would just work on a sign next to me. Like she'd get a little chalkboard and like start drawing next to me. Um, Hazel learned like pr- pretty much right away too. And she's always been like very artistic, very wanting, like she always wants to draw or paint or anything like that. So whenever I'm working on a sign, I get her paints out and she'll just do it next to me. Hendrix our youngest was a little bit different. Um, but he just started and it's so funny to watch that change happen because he used to purposefully step on my signs. Yes. <laughs> because he not to. And then he would just like kind of walk over and like think it was super funny. And then now he like will come running in and be like, oh, and then like go around it. And I'm like, oh man, he finally like that's cool. <laughs> that's when it hit for him. Um, but it is really special. I mean, it's it is hard. It's not easy by any means, especially when I can't put them to bed or like I have to work like and I can't hang out with them at night. I would love to have my nights back, especially in the summer. Um, I feel like I I do lose a lot of time there, but then like seeing them get really excited about what I do. Like if we go into the ice cream shop and they see my mural, they like want a picture in front of it. Or like, um, I was lucky enough to build out the logo and everything for their school, like their school just opened and I got to make the logo for it. And they're so proud of that. And they got to tell like all their teachers and all their friends, which is really cute. Um, and it's really cool seeing them just like Hazel's handwriting is really good. <laughs> it's like, and they were like, oh, are you in some type of like, um, are you in like an English major? Do you read a lot? Do you, and I'm like, oh, I do handle it. I write a lot. So that makes sense. Um, and so they, it's funny when they ask those specific questions and I'm like, gosh, I think it is because they probably see me writing all the time. So that makes me feel very happy. And they are very cute with the signs and everything. They are very proud of me, which is very cute. And I mean, Hallie just found out that my business is named after her, I guess. You know. I guess I never really told her. Well, I didn't think it was a thing. I mean, well, and it's like not named after my other kids. Whoops. Um, it didn't yet. I didn't, but again, like that was like going to show that I didn't think I was going to keep doing this. But yeah, it's, it's funny. It's very funny. It's a lot, but it works. Yeah. 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 No, that's, 
that, I mean, that makes complete sense. So do you hang out with them more in the morning and stuff then? And like, yeah, yeah you just balance it all there. Yeah. So, and especially like now that summer is done, it's like, I'm making such a point of like <laughs> hanging out and I doing all the things, like I'm our oldest play soccer. I'm we're like, we're at every game, yes. we're at everything. And then like the middle end of soccer and gymnastics. So it's like, we, I just want to be there. I want to be at all the events. I don't want to miss out. Um, yeah. And so like, I have actually done, so how like, my oldest team just did an indoor team and I'm like, I'll make jerseys. Oh, cool. Why I don't know why I do this, but I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll make them. That sounds awesome. And so I like got we got these jerseys. I like put their nicknames on the back with like numbers. I'm like, I don't really do vinyl, but I can figure it out. Oh, so you like you made them by hand, or you just designed them, and then somebody else? I just designed them, and then like you printed a thing, and then it like cuts out, and then I like heat press. And oh, okay. Yeah, it was fun, but it's also like I'm like, well, good. I'm like glad that I like. I can do stuff like that. Like I want to be involved like that, but it's hard. And I don't really have the time to volunteer at the schools or like do anything like that. So that's like my way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's hilarious. I love that. And it just, it's like, it touches, it touches everything too. Like design is one of those things I think that's like really sneaky that people who don't do it, don't realize that everything is designed in some way that there's a team of people or a person sitting and looking at it, thinking through all of, all of those ways it's yeah. used. Exactly. That is, yeah. <laughs> what, um, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about what you do? I think the biggest misconception is that I have more time than I hmm. do. Yeah. Um, I actually, there's some of my friends and I that we each want, like, you know, the grass is always greener. Um, I, gosh, I would love to have my weekends back and like, evenings and and not feel so stressed to say yes to everything yeah Um, and they were like no like I just like I don't want to have to go into the office every day I don't want to do this I'm like but you get to talk to like adults every day that's (laughs) so cool and that sounds like so much fun Uh, but it's I think like a big misconception is that I I can create my own schedule which Yes, I do have flexibility during the day, but that means that if I take like a couple hours off during the day, that means that I'm working late at night Yeah, and I have to adjust it there. So like my time management is kind of weird (laughs) because I, I want to be there like for family events or kids things. And then that means that I'm just working more later. Um, And it's not that I'm like, I can't take a day off. Um, If I do, I lose money. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I miss out on projects. I, I have to actually like I, I have to say no um or like taking time off means that people are just waiting for me to email back um so that's hard and like always kind of being on my phone like checking emails like getting the schedule for the next month so it's the schedule's hard but I mean it's it's rewarding it's just it's it's a really tough thing to to figure out some time management especially like building a business and and you are the face of it. So if something goes wrong, it's you. Nope. <laughs> There's nobody else. <laughs> nope. You're you're totally right too. Like when people are stuck in offices, they I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh man, yeah, if I own my own thing, it would be so much better. And well, I've I'd have all this time and can wake up whenever I want. But everyone I know who's self-employed or owns their own business, you're working way more than 40 hours. You have no boundary between your, there is no work-life balance. It's just work-life is 
is like yeah mushed together uh-huh yeah no i understand i'm like i don't think i ever woke up this early oh for my for my other job <laughs> in my life like i would be like oh like dragging like now i'm like okay a lot like in the summer it's like 4 a.m okay i gotta wake up and i gotta get this done this and this and this done before like 7 a.m hits and like the kids get it and it's like <laughs> it's just like what am i doing but I enjoy it. And I think that's like a good, I mean, that's a good telltale sign of like, if you're, do you, do you like it? Yes. <laughs> Are you willing to wake up that early? <laughs> yes. No, totally. And the fact that, yeah, the fact that you're willing to do that says, says all of that, you know, yeah. like, that you, that you do actually like it. What are the, yeah. What are those things that keep you going? Like, is it the comments people make? Is it how people respond to the weddings? What are the things that mean the most to you? Um, business um, yeah I guess a lot of it is like comments I mean I love that I love getting that positive <laughs> like I I need that like words to be like words of affirmation um I am that person and I really enjoy those but it's also when I get to sit and do something that I'm really proud of that there is no greater feeling than that there is no greater feeling of like dropping off being like, yes, like I crushed that. I did so good. I am so proud of myself and like taking videos, just being like, Hey, like humble brag, but look what I did. Um, those are my favorites. I, it's like when I'm proud of the work, then, then it feels great. And I love it. it what are great. some of the projects that you've been the most proud of? Um, Okay. Uh, so there's one, it's, it sounds like so random. There's a couple of things, but like there was one where I had to make these four pillars. Um, they were going outside for a really nice wedding downtown and they wanted each pillar to be kind of a different Pacific Northwest vibe. And so like, I was like, okay, let's do like one trees, one PDX carpet, one of this. Cause they like wanted the PDX carpet throughout like little hints throughout the wedding. And then we did like a cherry blossom and then a Mount Hood one it, that turned out really cool. Um, it was, I've, never had to do that type of artwork for a wedding before where I'm painting these like six foot pillars, but it turned out so pretty. And then I had to like, I had to like put up on a, a piece of acrylic with stand on and it ended up looking so cool. That was one of them. When I dropped off, I'm like, yes. Um, and then another one, it's actually funny cause it's the same coordinator, but the couple wanted, I did their invitations and I did their say that I say dates invitations and I was working on their wedding and they had a really modern style, but they had this, um, caning, um, you know, like the fluted, like fluted caning. That's like, in <laughs> it's fluted. Um, they wanted that because their wedding cake was fluted. Um, they really liked the look of it. And I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't like, they were like, can we add that in one of the, like we want two big boxes. And then we want like a big thing that has like the fluted wall. And I was like, like look into it. And I looked at Home Depot and it was like super expensive to buy this like fluted thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's not going to get here in time. I don't know what else to do. And then I was like, it's like, 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 well, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to use PVC piping. Yeah. And my mom was like, okay. And I could caulk it. And I think it would look really clean. I was like, I think you're right. And I was so excited because I'm like spraying all these, I'm like laying them down. I like stepped back and I'm like, this looks really cool. So that when I dropped that off, it ended up being so heavy because it was like these PVC pipes attached to a wood board and then caulked. So it was like this like beast of a thing 
but I set it all up and I'm like, this looks so cool. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to keep this forever. And then my, of course my mom's like, I want to do it in our house. <laughs> like, where do we put that? Because it, it's like things like that, where you're like, that turned out so cool. And so there's things like that where I'm like, and it's a lot of the times it's with weddings because weddings are so one-off, you know, like there's most weddings are so unique to that couple that it's so fun to do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's really cool. And like, did when you worked on stuff in college and before kind of when you were sort of just doing design projects more for fun or for schoolwork, that stuff was more um, digital, right? Or were you still doing like physical things too? Not at all. Um, Actually, one of my favorite things, it's kind of funny because one of my favorite things from school was building my booth for my portfolio show. Oh, cool. To fully design it. And it was, that was so much fun. And I should have had a little bit better intuition there of like, (laughs) maybe this is what you need to be doing more. Um, But that was one of the highlights, like actually building it out and seeing it like in a bigger space. Um, that was fun. I liked that. And I also just, the, the whole process of like building stuff, it just like, you automatically have so much pride in it. Cause you're like, I built that. Yeah. Like, what was that? Like I got to work with my hands. Yeah. I got off the computer a little bit, which is hard, especially now where every, so many things are digital. It feels really good to get off and do things with my hands. Yes. And that's exactly where I was going with that. And why I brought it up was like there, I haven't like the stuff that I, cause I work a lot in like copywriting and writing and all that stuff. So a lot of what I do is very cerebral and very like on a screen. And so the very few times that I get to do something with my hands, it's so rewarding. And so I was curious if that was your experience moving from that purely digital space to now you're pretty much creating a lot of tangible objects based on your. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, yeah, that is a very big aspect of my job. And that's something that I think I, I like with the murals, especially like I get out for a few days and I just get to paint a wall. And like, and a lot of the times, like one of my like really good girlfriends, like she'll come with me just to be like moral sport. She's like, I'll just hang out. Like, it's really nice. And I'm like, just to have somebody like just hang out there. And like, we're just like listening to a podcast together and like, just painting. And there's been a few times where like, she'll hop in and she'll like, I'm like, can you just fill this in? Like, this little area and she's like sure and so that's fun and like especially if I get to bring somebody in to like work with me on those that can be really fun and it's just painting in general is so much fun it that's a very soothing process just yeah lines. looking looking back did you do you see the things you were interested in as a kid do you see oh of course I ended up doing this or or do you feel like it developed later in life yeah, no, it was definitely throughout school. Um, my favorite thing was like when we were in, gosh, I forget what it was even called, like where, um, like student council type of thing. Okay. Um, I, uh, <laughs> that light just like threw me oh. <laughs> got turned on. Um, and it was making posters for like the dances or making, um, like in high school, I helped with uh, what we called like the breakout posters for football, where like you would paint this huge thing on like this big roll and we'd hold it up and like they'd break through it. It was like this whole thing. But I had a hard time letting other people write. Mm. I, did, I wanted to do it. 
I'm like, I'll just do it. That's fine. Um, I took a lot of control over those things. Um, and then like being in yearbook and being in stuff like that, it like hindsight. I mean, I was always taking all the art classes. Um, and then in, in college, I started at U of O yeah. and I thought I wanted to be, uh, like a music producer. Okay. That was like what I really wanted to do. I didn't know that. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, it lasted all of like six months. Um, sure. <laughs> but that's what I went to school for. And I was kind of confused. And I was like, I don't really like business. Like, this isn't very fun. Like, I'm not interested. And my friends were paying me to make their MySpace photos. Yeah. So edit them because I just taught myself Photoshop. I'm like, yeah, I can figure it out. And so my friends were just paying me to make their MySpace photos. And then it like, then when Facebook started, it was like, that was like the whole thing. And I was making all these really cool edited photos for my friends. And then that's when my older brother, who was at the Art Institute, was like, you should come here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're done there. You need to come here. And he's like, I think you would like graphic design. I'm like, what's graphic design? So like, doing with those MySpace pictures. I know. It was like the telltale sign. But yeah, so it makes sense. <laughs> was that the was that like the the sort of like emo era where it was like the high contrasty photos and all yeah. that stuff? Um you want your eyes purple? I can be yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a great time. What a time to be alive. Oh yeah. Nice and embarrassing. Pretty sure I have all those edited photos somewhere. Yes, the roots, the roots of it. So bad. Hey, I was getting paid on the side. <laughs> That's cool. That's amazing. I'd never heard of any of that happening. Oh, really? Like that didn't happen. Well, it probably was, but my my circle was not. You weren't paying anybody to edit your photo. I did it myself on um bootleg Photoshop. Like it wasn't even real Photoshop. It was like whatever those free knockoff Photoshop programs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. Yeah. Just the time. Or the IMAX at the mall, right? I didn't have a Mac, but we'd go to the Apple store and we would take photos of ourselves for MySpace on the MacBook because you could have those filters on the um the webcam. And then we would email it to ourselves. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. That is a story. <laughs> that's that's good. That's sad, but good. It's sad. Too much of my life was spent finding the free work around when I go. Oh, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, I like that though. Figuring it out. Yeah, but very remorseful. One of the the things that I remember about spending time with you guys when we were really young is I remember you guys had this thing, and this was this was gosh, like I was probably like six or seven, but you plugged it into the TV and you let you draw. And it would show up on the TV. It was so, and it was, this was like the days of VHS players. It was like before DVD came out. I know what you're talking about. And I remember doing that at your guys's house. And like, I remembered that the other day, you know, like thinking about this conversation and being like, it makes so much sense why Paige and Kyle ended up like in the arts and being able to do all of this stuff digitally because we were kids drawing on this. Little oh my gosh. Yeah. I completely forgot about that, but I don't even remember what that was called. I don't either. It was, this was way before tablets, way before. Yeah, that was a cool thing. It was. I like can't remember for life of me, but I remember there was like, like you could do stamps. Okay. And there was like one where you could build the image and like build an image with like a school bus. I think I would always do, choose a school bus and yeah. you could write on top of it. Gosh, that was cool. I don't remember what that was called. 
Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of, there was a lot of, as when we were kids of, like, especially Kyle. Okay. It makes sense that he like went to digital film and video. He was the one that was like directing all of our movies, our robber oh. movies. Yes. Yeah. We did a lot of movies and he's like, here's the scene. Yes. <laughs> the keys to the van. <laughs> he would like, he'd be videoing us like driving the van, like pretending. But I mean, we were young. That was fun. Oh, and it's awesome. Like there was a lot of creativity in your guys' space. And like, what what do you think caused that? Was it just like, did your parents actively um like foster art, or was it more just like they're like, do whatever you guys enjoy doing? Or I think it's just do whatever you guys enjoy doing. That I I don't remember ever like here's of it. Like it was always like, Can we borrow your video camera? Yeah. <laughs> we borrow the camcorder. Yes. And it would take up like an entire weekend is making okay. one of those movies. And like we would have like the list of like here's all the scenes that we need to do. And at that point you couldn't edit anything. So it's like you're having to like go back and erase it and then like re-record it in time. It's funny. But no, I don't I don't remember ever. It was just like really what we enjoyed. Yeah. Kyle and I especially like we drew all the time. Yeah. Always drawing. Um and I love that. Like, it was just fun. My parents were just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are busy for the whole weekend. Great. <laughs> yeah. We also, I mean, we were three kids within three years of each other. So yeah, it was, it was a busy, it was a busy time for my parents. Like they probably were exhausted. Yeah. That's, that's the best. And yeah. that family, like that tight knit family, like that, I mean, that's all over like, your business and what you do and all that stuff like do you collaborate with a lot of family members like do you and your brother ever do stuff together I know you and your mom do a lot of stuff and um no I know we never do stuff together it's always as a like hey check this out and like what do you think of this yeah um so like when my brother does any like logo type of work if he had to do any logo type of work like he'd send it over to me he's like what do you think and we'd like do little edits together like that um but it was it's never like a collaborative I mean Kyle's so talented in like all the illustrating it's insane um but no I've never been able to collaborate (laughs) yeah no I was just curious I mean motion graphics is like it's a different beat yeah and you guys are in two very distinct lanes of him being in the sports world very heavily and then yes. you doing weddings and it's a totally different energy but yeah. I was I was curious if you ever yeah I mean there's some like there's times where I like will send him something and it's that's but it's always like oh my gosh that looks so cool yeah so it's always like a support in a supportive way like hey check this out yes yes when you're working on all of um these projects that take a long period of time what's your do you are you really good at multitasking do you like have movies on are you talking to people are you listening to podcasts are you listening to music like what's your favorite flow it's multitasking, multitasking um, I just jump around. I have a hard time sitting down and doing one thing at a time um I have to have a lot of projects going on but that's also also part of my downfall uh, <laughs> but I just I I think better I guess when I have multiple things that I have to think about. Um, and it's usually like, if I take a break and step back and start working on something else, I'm like, Oh, that was a good idea. And now I'm going to go back. Like, okay. and so I guess it's taking a lot of breaks to do other things, but also I like, I work from home. So it's, 
when I see something that has to be done within the house, I'm like, oh, I should really do the dishes really quick. And then like, I'll hop back on this or like, you know what I mean? Or like, I'm working on this sign, but like, oh, I should put that away back in the garage or else I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <Fill> out. <laughs> um, so it's things like that, but multitasking is, is it, I, I, there's no way I can sit. I, my mind does not work like that. Yeah. So you, are you jumping from like, if you have a whole round of a whole batch of signs for like a wedding and stuff, are you doing like half of one jumping, doing half, or are you finishing if they're short things, do you finish the whole thing and then kind of jump around? Yeah. So I will finish a sign most of the time fully, um, unless there's like some type of portrait that has to go on it or a drawing. Um, but I'll usually like do all the lettering for the sign. And then I'll be like, Ooh, I should paint the back of those signs while like, like so it can dry while I'm doing the next sign and it's always more like I should be cutting down those boards while this is cutting out on my laser printer like you know what I mean it's yeah there's so many things that and that's why like I love lists yeah lists are really nice um and so like the beginning of the week is like when I list out here's every single sign and what it needs and like this is the material what it has on it like the colors I have to use next to it and like line next wedding line next wedding and it's like crossing those out and like having to pick up day for each of those is super helpful because I can't I need that list I need to see visually and I can't get on the computer and see it it doesn't work like that for some reason for me if I type it out I can't memorize it as well so it's like if I write it down I'm like oh I can like see that later like okay what did I write down yes like the cognitive stuff (laughs) what so since you've since you started I imagine that you can look back in your work and see different sort of I guess for lack of a better term eras different styles that you've moved through is that is that number one is that like actually true do you feel like there's certain styles that you were doing that have evolved so number one the first part of the question is is that is that been your experience and then number two is if so what is some of the evolution that you've seen throughout the stuff you've been making? And don't be afraid to get technical too. If it goes over my head, that's cool. (laughs) Um, So yes, yes, 100%. There, and actually what's funny is that this, the end of this last summer, it started going backwards and it confused a lot of us. We were like, no, 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 no. That's like, that's like 2012. No, 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 no. Like we can't go back. We can't go back. Um, but yeah, it's, um, so I think when I started, it was a lot of chalkboards, um, everything was chalk and it was all that like rustic feel and like, like what, what the Gen Zers called chuggy. Yes. I just got schooled on what that was the other day at work by some of the younger folk. <laughs> younger folk. I feel young. So it, like, I, st- I do too. I'm in my prime and I know you are. Right. Um, so that would be like, that type of stuff, like all the burlap, all the, the rustic farmy type of stuff. That was definitely, that was, I mean, a whole, the whole first start of when I started making signs. Um, and then it kind of transitioned into wood. Um, a lot of like wood painted signs and stuff like that. So it was like slowly moving out of that, but like still kind of rustic, um, but like more of like a modern rustic. Uh, And then when acrylic started getting used a lot and like mirror, oh, I guess it went mirror first. Yeah. 
Then we went full on mirror. Mirror was hard because it is very cool to see yourself, but it also is kind of hard to read. Uh, And then acrylic came in and acrylic's like, oh my gosh, so cool. But clear acrylic, kind of hard to read. So it was like, and then they started we started doing like the backwash so it's like super romantic vibes like it's like all like brush strokes and stuff on the back of acrylic that was a really cool time I loved that time and I think it always looked really pretty and we could do like different colors now it's so custom that I'm so now I've gone back to a lot of wood um cutting out shapes in massive wood signs and then like acrylic attached to the front um there has been a huge push for more sustainable materials. Um, so I have done a lot of weddings where they're like, we do not want anything to do with acrylic. And if we have to, like, is it reused? Like what's the status? So I make it very well done. That, like I do keep my signs. I put them out as rentals and I was like, I will take them back because I can touch them up and I can reuse them. And that makes me feel better about my space in this world. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I don't want to be putting that much acrylic, um, but I am at, tap plastics all the time um but making custom things it's like that's now a huge thing and like making their exact colors that's awesome and that actually helps to like I can sometimes reuse those if somebody's like I wanted this dusty blue and then like all of a sudden like nine months later this person's like oh my gosh I loved this dusty blue like this is exactly what I want I'm like oh I have it in my garage um so it is funny like that and then but this last the end of this last summer we started doing like more watercolor look which is wild because water was definitely with like the start of my business okay a lot of like brush stroke watercolor vibes and the end I did like quite a few weddings that were watercolor yeah that threw me off a bit yeah yeah but it's wild how like the things like it's I mean acrylic is still really big right now okay but making larger signs and like more statement signs is a big thing too. Like the different art shapes okay. all layered. Yeah. So that's, and that's actually more labor intensive because then that's like buying wood panels and like cutting them down. <laughs> yeah. Is that driven by the, like, who is that driven by? Is it just people's tastes or is it like just trends in society or what? Yeah. What is causing um, that? I think when it comes to weddings, it's hard because like with the start of Pinterest, what Pinterest started like what, 2011? Yeah, I think so. Um, And that's when weddings started getting more intensive when it came to decor, when it came to all these like fun little things of a wedding. Pinterest was a big push. Now it's like Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. Like people are posting these extravagant weddings. And I think that a lot of people want to hop onto that. It's an experience now, like you're going to a wedding for an experience and like these people are hosting something that is so unique to them and the couples really want it to be unique to them. They don't want just a cookie cutter wedding. They want something that says this is their space. This is their, you know what I mean? The celebration for them, Um, which is good. I can totally get on board with that. Yes. Like it should be all about you, all about what you like. Don't listen to anybody. Do whatever you want. So it's like the weddings that have all the bright colors. I'm like, let's go. I love that. That is unique. I like it. Um, And so that's always fun. And like when there's all these special touches, but I think that that's another big push is that people just want such a unique experience that they're coming up with like these wild ideas and I'm on board for it. 
but it's, it's definitely more intensive, especially when it comes to signage and these big walls that you're creating and you're, yeah, there's, and I, there is like some type of added pressure with social media of like, here's what we did for our wedding and here's why it was the best, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and then it's hard. And then like, you see something like six months after you get married and you're like, dang it, I wish I would have done that. But it's, it's hard because like, as long as you're happy in your space and you're not, and you're not overextending yourself and you're not doing anything like that. That's, I mean, it's hard not to when you're having a big party. I mean, in any form, but weddings are obviously a little bit more pressure. Yeah. Again, yeah, <laughs> it's all over the place for everybody to see. Yeah. And there's all those really extravagant ones with people with a lot of resources. Yeah. And who are sharing them and you're like, nah, <laughs> we're not those people. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What is the wildest thing that someone has had you work on where you got the request and you're like, wait, wait what? Come again? Have you had anything like that? No, there was going to be one this last summer but then it got scaled back they had asked me originally if I could do a mural on three shipping containers oh wow we're going to be placed on top of each other in an arch and I was like what (laughs) they're like mural on shipping containers paint the whole shipping container and I was like yes sure like you know what that sounds like a fun thing like I'm gonna do it and then it got scaled back. And then it, that ended up being the pillars that we did instead, which ended up being super cool too. But the shipping container threw me off fully. Yeah. I was just like, wait, I'm sorry. What do you, what do you need? <laughs> so it was, it was really cool. And I loved the idea. It was just like so extravagant that I had never heard of that before. But I mean, I was down. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in some way it was kind of nice that it didn't happen because the summer ended up being extremely busy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if you, I would have even been able to get it done. Well, in those are textured, right? They have those huge uh-huh. ridges on them. Like, I, I was going to try and start working with like spray paint, but I'm like, I've never worked with spray paint. It was going to be an experience, an experience, yeah, for sure. <laughs> have you ever had any crazy, when you're doing like an, a large installation, I guess because you work with chalk, there's probably less risk of this, but I'll still ask the question anyways. Like I was talking to, um my buddy joe who does like spray paint murals down in arizona uh on here a couple weeks ago and he was telling me about one of his first murals like he put he knew to put down tarps and all that stuff right but he didn't put down enough and so he blasted somebody's floor and had to spend like four hours cleaning it up and he got it cleaned up and all that stuff and he's been doing a ton of murals since then but i was wondering if you've ever had any um moments like that where you did stuff and then went oh no why did i just do that yes and it actually was because I spilled paint. Oh, it hurt. It hurt so bad. I was like, I have never, my stomach has never dropped like that. I was working on windows at an apartment building downtown and I had to work on the outside of the windows because they needed gold and, but the windows were tinted. So we had to do it on the outside and I had to use this paint. It's called one shot. It's like this outdoor, it's very potent it like it smells it's like it is a paint um and it's like I thought I think it's meant for like car if anybody uses one shot then I feel really bad saying this but I thought it was like used for like cars or something like that sure. um it's just this really potent paint uh it's I was painting and I was using the black to do the the shadowing and it was really cold outside and I kept on like trying to heat like because it has to be like done in like a certain 
temperature and stuff. So I was like trying to warm it up and like, I, like I also like, this was one of my, like, say yes, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and my hand was so cold and it slipped. It was okay. I lucked out fully because it didn't hit their natural wood exterior. It was like this, like super porous, like cedar. I don't know. It was like that really textured wood that's like painted at all. And it's just color of the, whatever the wood was. Oh my gosh. My, again, my heart dropped. I dropped the black paint from like my, um, structure, but the, um, the painting thing where you can take a lift. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so lift. I dropped it. It dropped. Uh, like I tried to catch it. It just like drops all over my arm and it was just, oh my gosh. And then I saw it drop and not a single drop hit the wood exterior. Not sure how, I don't know how I lucked out like that. I, I was almost in tears. Like the, like, oh my gosh, my stomach's, I'm so sick. Um, but I looked down and it was all over my clothes and that stuff is like, it's so smelly and it just smells like really strong paint. And it's just like, this cannot be good for me. to. <laughs> and I just remember looking down and my entire ring was coated in black oh. and it, it's a resin paint. So it's like, this is, this is not good. <laughs> Yeah. And but was it was lucky because then I posted on Instagram and I'm like, has anybody ever had um worked with this? And what do I do? And should I clean my I don't know how to clean my ring? Like and I kind of messed up. <laughs> and it's also stained my hands, like it's all over my hands. And luckily they were like, Oh my gosh, take it into the jewelry. And so I like luckily I took it into the Shane Go <laughs> and I fixed it. But that was one of my biggest, like, what have I done? Yeah. Like, what was I thinking? Um, I just lucked out that it didn't smell. Oh. It, it just got all over my hand. And my was, oh. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. Anyways, that I will never forget that feeling. That is, another one that I just remembered in the middle of you telling that story was, I remember you broke your arm one time. Was that, it was, I won't say how you broke it unless you want to say it. Um, but was, uh, was that your right arm? I can't remember. And you were, you, did you have to learn how to do, how to letter lefty or did you just power through and do it righty? That was not a great time in my life. Um, no, no, it was a year in. So yeah, a year in to Hey Hallie. Oh my gosh. Such a bad time. Um, almost exactly a year because it was my husband's birthday 80s dance cruise I will just share it because it's kind of funny now um but I was doing the worm and I broke my hand <laughs> and I don't know how like I've done the worm I'm very good but, but I broke my hand oh my gosh and I knew it immediately that something wasn't right and luckily when they did the scan they showed that it was broken they, I told them, I was like, but I, I'm a, I'm a hand letter. I, I letter for a living. And they were like, mm, like, we can give you three fingers. Like we can like put the cast here and then give you these three fingers to work with. So I was like, that's fine. I can't, I tried to letter with my left and it was, I was like, I can't charge anybody for this. Like, this is bad. And then I had to hide it because I had like day of installs and I'm like, nobody can know. Like, I don't want them to know that my arm's broken doing this. That was very embarrassing, but I could actually let her pretty good with the three finger. It took some time and I had to like put a towel over the cast so it didn't like scratch. Oh, wow. 
but um yeah that I mean I worked through it it was fine but what I just remember I was supposed to do like physical therapy and keep my brace on and stuff for a while and I I was like, I can't, I'm going into wedding season. I have no time. And so I'd never did it. And like, it still feels a little weird, <laughs> but it's fine. That was a year in just like really bad timing. So it was good. <laughs> really embarrassing too. So another question that I was thinking of, as you were talking about all this stuff is, did you always have the, because not, not everybody has that confidence that you've been describing of just to dive into all the different projects and all that stuff. Like I'm just starting to build that the last couple of years, but having kids has helped me have that confidence to just try stuff that I never would have tried before, but I never really had that. Did you always have that? Cause I feel like some people do. Some people it's just like, no, I'm always, I've never been afraid to try random stuff. I mean like reckless confidence. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I, gosh, I guess, yes. Yeah. Um, I also think that like, that also spans from like a very supportive family and you know what I mean? Like that always was helpful. It's like, if I, if I fall, they will help, you know, they'll help me out if I need. Um, so I never felt like I was alone in it. Um, and everybody was just really supportive. They're like, I think you should do that. That sounds awesome. Like nobody ever said, that's a bad idea. Don't yeah. do that. Um, I can't imagine if anybody ever said that to me, but no, everybody was always so supportive. And so I think that like that gave me the confidence to do it too, especially with my friends who they were probably the ones that could have said like, Hey, probably not a good idea. You should go back to work. But they were like, yes, do it. Let's get like, they were excited for me. And they helped me book all those first, you know, those first summer of weddings. So I think that was really why. I mean, I've always been a, I always do like to try a lot of things. Um, it, it's very fun and it's exciting and, you know, new things are always fun. Um, but yeah, and I think that I don't, I don't know if I would have ever known that I could do hand lettering if I didn't dive in head first. I yeah. think that was kind of the only way to do it. Um, it's hard to do stuff like that on the side because you're not going to put enough time to it. I, that was my time. I practice all day, every day. And that's what got me better. But because I dove in head first and had like no parachute. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. You went back to having another job, right? It was just, that was it. Yeah. No, I never, um, I did work uh retail for a little bit just for sure. fun yeah i just needed to talk to you know adults yeah. retail jobs are kind of fun in in small doses it was perfect like i worked it it was free people and cool. I was like i was so happy there and you get some um, awesome also, discounts you know that's exactly i just worked to pay for my shopping habit um but no, I think that was like a really good break for me too. And they were really cool. Like they let me help, like they let me help with the window installs and everything like that. Cause they just trusted me with it. Um, so I got to work even though like I wasn't in Munich cause I was just retail. Um, uh, they helped me like, I don't know, I guess find confidence in that too. I could work with the managers and go in early and help set that up like a new installation. And that was so much fun. That was a really fun place to work. I liked that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems like that store is great like every time I walk past I'm just like they, the clothes there are incredible 
it's so pretty <laughs> but yeah and I, I only quit just because like weddings it was actually in between wedding seasons that I did that and it was mainly just for fun I just needed to get out a little bit <laughs> yes that makes no that makes complete sense yeah. yeah um what um let's see I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase it do you have um ambitions for your company or for things that you want to learn or things that you want to try or are you um more of the like just enjoying whatever comes to you and I know you can do both those things at the same time right so I'm not trying to say it's mutually exclusive are there things that you think of like if you had a list of like in one or two years I would love to have done blah 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 in the business or are you more just like no I'm happy where I'm I'm trying to pare it down and just keep it at the manageable level yeah that's hard I mean I do have very grand ideas um for what I would love to do with this but then like well that's going to be a lot of hours and now I'm trying to also skip but I also need those hours right now like with the family so I am in this weird like limbo of a situation um where my whole like grand idea with hey Hallie is actually merging with other letterers and signage people within Portland and creating more of a overall like umbrella company that basically so somebody will inquire and they'll be like here's my wedding here's like the idea this is like what I want I'm like okay well here is the right letterer for you she's available and this is like a good this is a good person for your fit like this is a good fit for you I would love to do that like I think like creating this like community almost, but it's a company, Um, but really like spanning and having everybody like, Oh, here's their pricing. And here's this, like, that's it. But then you would just go to one. Does that make sense? Like you would go to one company and get like an agency, kind of like a creative agency, almost like, yeah, but almost just for, just for letterers and, and wedding. It's like weddings in general. But I think that's always helpful because it's so hard to find the right fit, especially when it comes to hand letters and everything. Like you can see them on Instagram, but it's really hard to like figure out if that's like what, if that is a good fit. And then there's sometimes where I talk to some of my friends and they're like, well, they should have just booked you. Or like, I'm telling them like, well, all the, all the things, all the references they showed me, like all the pictures are yours. So like, so (laughs) it just like, it feels kind of weird. And like, so my friends and I talk about that a lot of having this company of like, well, we could all kind of work on it together and we could rent out the studio space together and it could just be a little bit more like we could all come together as letterers and be friends and like work on building each other's businesses through one like agency. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. I think that would be super cool. I mean, yeah, I would, you know, I would love to her and I should probably sit down again. <laughs> like that's we we always talk about doing that and then it's just it's hard yeah. like she, she's got two kids and then I like so we're like we just want to spend time with our kids too <laughs> well the idea will still be there if you choose to to go to it but yeah. I, I think that's cool though I think that's cool and I think it would make it super easy for like you said like it would make it super easy for the people having weddings trying to find all this stuff and it's like one go-to place for wedding design and then it would be awesome for you guys to have that more tight-knit community family aspect yeah yeah and I feel like it also would be a place for like up-and-coming artists and letters to find what they enjoy about lettering and you know what I mean or like find the support that they need and 
because I was lucky enough to have friends in the wedding industry that gave people my name. I mean, yeah. not only has that, like, how do you get into that right. without knowing somebody? So that would also be, it would be a space that people could come in and we could give them work because yeah. my friend, we have, we have the work and it's like, it can be distributed. Yes. <laughs> like we're still having to say no to things. <laughs> yeah. 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 So That's cool. awesome. When you look back on your so I want I, I want to ask some like technical questions about the craft because I I don't know a ton about it but I really like looking at it and I really like font and typography I've seen that Helvetica documentary and some of that stuff right? <laughs> I'm not like I haven't went super down the rabbit hole but I'm I'm curious about that type of stuff so like when you look back at your earliest stuff when you were diving into specifically we'll start with hand lettering so when you were diving into hand lettering. Um, and then did that. And then now your knowledge, like your breadth of knowledge of eight years later, when you look back on that stuff, like what technically is, cause, cause I'm sure it's leagues different. Like what, if you, if you can pinpoint anything, what's different about it? Like in what ways did you improve over the years? Um, gosh, in that aspect, I feel like I got more detailed, My, okay in different ways yeah. so like script um all of my script is smoother now okay. and I can do a lot of different styles I feel very confident in that I it took me a long time to get there because it's learning somebody else's I mean really that's learning somebody else's handwriting if you think about it that way you know what a script is is somebody's natural hand and it's hard to figure out how they, I'm like, how did they do that? Oh, like, I don't understand how they do that. Oh. And so it was, it's like little things like that. Um, and then when it comes to like any, like any type of serif or sans serif, that is just getting really detailed. I have found that just by practicing, I can actually do it pretty quick. Um, and now it's just coming so naturally. So I have like certain fonts that I like to use, that are just now I, I know what they look like easy and I could like see them in a space and I like, I know exactly what font that is um, when used. And so those are the ones that like, I kind of lock down and I'm like, I like the, using those ones in a lot of signs and, but it took me a while to get there of like looking at like, like typing out the letters and be like, okay, that's what they look like. Okay. That's, that's like going back and like, you know what I mean? But, um, but now like in, it's easy. It just comes naturally and I can do them pretty quick. Did you learn those different typefaces, scripts, fonts from referencing like other hand letters or referencing um, like actual like typeface, like looking at the alphabet, like on a font, like on the computer or like, yeah, like, is it kind of both? Yeah, definitely both. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, um, a lot of hand letters that I used to love following. I thought they were so talented in there. Like they're just like natural hand for it was so pretty. Um, so I practiced on theirs a lot. And then I used, I would type up typeface. And I'm like, oh, I like that one. I'm going to like practice how to do that one. Um, that's also like what we did at the Art Institute too. We would take a typeface and break it down. And one of our projects was, can you recreate this typeface exactly? Wow. By so, hand? Yes. And that's how you start. That's what I loved. That's really fascinating. Like I can't imagine somebody handing me a font and and telling me to break it down. Um, what uh, kind of along those same lines? If someone came to you who was just let's say they were still like this hypothetical person is still 
in college or something and they, and they came to you and said, Paige, I really want to get into hand lettering and like, what are, what are like some, either some resources you would direct them to, or an exercise that you would give them to say, Hey, here's, here's where I would start if I was you. Yeah. I think that's really what we did in college is what helped. Um, and it's copying over a font. So, you know, like getting a grid, okay. um, like any type of graded paper and taking, taking any typeface that you find and just trying to do every letter and just practicing that, because that's really what I did for the first year, at least. Um, it was fun. And it's really nice. Like, you know, and like, you just like sit and like to doodle anyways, like especially during like a meeting or like something like that, where it's like, doodle. Um, it could be like that. It doesn't have to be like any really strict thing. It's just practice. And that's where I had the time though, in the beginning to practice every day, because that was it. That's all I was doing. And so it wasn't like I had to go to a nine to five and then do that on my own time. I was just doing that because I was like, oh, I'm going to test out this and I'm going to make some random home decor piece and I'm just going to bring it to a pop shop and see if somebody wants it. Um, so it was a lot of practice like that. And then finding different pens that worked and finding different things. Um, there is like, it is a lot of trial and error, especially finding the right materials that work, but, and there, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned in the trial and error. So I don't necessarily think that those parts should be skipped over. Um, especially in the beginning of finding something that works for you. You, I, it's hard because like, I wanted to give everybody like, Oh, here's everything I use. I'm like, Oh, but then you won't know how this pen like is with texture on this material. And you really should know it is very helpful if, because if somebody asks for something, you can be like, I actually can't do that. Or, or actually there's not a color, a good color in that pen that I can match very well. So like we have to shift a little bit. So there are things that like, you just need to learn. That makes complete sense. And almost what you're describing. So like I was thinking the other day, someone was talking about the difference between knowledge and wisdom and knowledge being the idea and then wisdom being the idea plus the experience. And it sounds like, which is a really cool distinction. And that seems like what exactly what you're saying. It's like, you can have all this knowledge, but you won't, ha- when someone comes to you to problem solve, you can't do that without the wisdom of having tried it. So that, yeah. that's, that's really cool. I like that though. That's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's, I mean, it is hard, but it is a lot of just like practice, try it out. Yeah. Um, that's there's no other way and everybody wants to skip that I think nowadays like I mean I feel that myself whenever I'm learning a new skill there's like this there's always this urge of I want to skip all the messing up stuff and you can't exactly. I don't have time for that like I don't right. like yeah I mean I feel that too that totally makes sense well cool um last question is not so much a question just more of a space for people listening who have never seen your stuff um where is the best place to check it out and then any pitch or anything this will i'm going to put this up the first week of december just so you know so that's when everything when people will be able to to listen to it but yeah free free reign all right so to find my stuff it's hey hallie or on instagram it's hey dot hallie so h-e-y dot h-a-l-l-e um or hey hallie.com but it's usually on instagram that's where majority of my stuff is it's an easy place to post it um and i guess what I mean, really for anybody listening to this, it's because they're interested in some type of like 
how to create what you want to do right yeah. like, like how did you become what you are and like what in the, in the creative sense um so it's I mean again by I love the motto of say yes and figure it out yeah try it out it's good <laughs> it's it's stressful but fun <laughs> 